Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live, where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in youth sports. And thanks for tuning in everybody. We're back with your friendly neighborhood podcast, Sports Prep Live. I'm your host, Graydon Prescott. Now on today's program, I wanted to build on the conversation I had in a previous episode, where we spoke with the coaches of the newly launched esports team at Grandview University. So we have here in the studio a former pro gamer, as well as the architect and team captain of GVU's esports program. John Quatch, a.k.a. Fuki, is in the building. John, thanks for coming on, and welcome to Sports Prep Live. Thank you for having me. You know, I honestly believe this is going to be one of our more fascinating interviews because of some of the antiquated stigmas attached to gaming. So, John, tell us, where are you from and what brought you to Iowa? I am from all over Florida, and Grandview University's esports team is what brought me to Iowa. Now, what's so interesting to me about that? And you and I spoke during my last trip to GVU. You were a pro gamer, and you've earned some big money playing in video game tournaments. So what prompted you to step away from the pro circuit and take on this new challenge? And are there aspects of professional gaming that turned you off? Well, I was initially prompted by the idea that I still wanted an education as well as being a pro gamer. It's something that I believe in as being successful later in life because if you're an esports athlete or even just a pro player in esports, it's harder to get a job after you're retired. It's not something that can translate well outside of other esports organizations or things involved in esports. And the biggest thing that turned me off of it was how easy it was to get burnt off and how little reward you got if you were not one of the top players. And in terms of starting your college career here at Grandview, you are now a scholarship esports athlete. Has it dawned on you as to how much of a trailblazer you and other esports athletes are when it comes to advancing the credibility of gaming as a sport? Because there are still a majority of people out there that think this is a fad or that gaming is not a quote-unquote real sport. I think in the U.S. specifically, we are quite behind in recognizing esports as an official sport. I think as a college team, we start to really pioneer that. And even in our uh, GV mission statement, GV Esports provides a pioneering gaming culture of excellence that maximizes talent and is recognized as a worldwide professional standard in esports. And as we all thought about what we wanted as a team, we thought that we wanted our team to be the one that other colleges look at and say, hey, we can be like them and this is what is successful. And so as pioneering goes, I think that's kind of the best way that you can put that. And to the people that think that esports still isn't a sport, I think it's best to try and look at where it's going and where it is in other places. Because, I mean, it's coming to the Olympics in short due time. It's already registered in, and it's actually the main sport in Korea played more than any other sport or watched. It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, and we're chatting with John Quatch, pro gamer turned scholarship athlete with Grandview University's new esports team. Now, as I understand it, there are some key differences between you and other college athletes. During the summer break, as an esports athlete, you are still able to compete in tournaments with big cash prizes, which I think is smart and forward thinking. Do you see that sort of flexibility being an important factor in recruiting top gamers to college programs? I think gamers 
any esports athletes in general want to be successful and that's their priority. They don't really care as much about the money or where they're at or what situation they're in. They want to win and they want to be the best team that they currently can be. So if a if being able to play in the summer is something that allows them to become better because they have more experience and more time to play, then that will entice better players to play with the collegiate scene. I want people in the listening audience to get a sense of how big esports has become and why colleges are launching these programs. On the pro circuit, during a major tournament, how many people might be expected to tune in online and watch? And in terms of prize money, how much could we typically see at a top pro gaming event? Well, the the viewership for League of Legends specifically has been really big, not only online, but also in live tournaments. I mean, in 2016, the finals were watched by 43 million people with a peak concurrent viewership of 14.7 million viewers, and the total prize pool was 6.7, uh, 6,700,000 US dollars, and that was spread out amongst the teams, as well as you know Twitch making their own money and Riot making their own money from the viewerships, but the actual prize pool money was uh, quite large as well. And in terms of elite player earning potential, what could the very best pro gamers in the world expect to make in a given year assuming that the player keeps a healthy balance of streaming playing and doing tournaments with his team it could probably average out to about five million per player in the last decade or so gaming has attracted sponsorships advertising and even partnership with pro football basketball and soccer teams and this all adds to the long-term credibility of gaming so why do you think the burdensome caricature of gamers as antisocial loners continues to persist? Do you see that changing at all? I think it'll take a while for it to change. I think a lot of the actual esports players themselves aren't viewed that way between each other because it's kind of the far end of the spectrum to assume that all uh, gamers have that kind of character characteristic towards them. I think that that ends up being the case because a lot of people that may be antisocial loners will turn to gaming because that's how they find a way to communicate with other people. And that's how they get the social uh, anxiety relieved is having to not show their face or maybe be able to interact with other people that have the same kind of issues towards them. And I think as far as esports players go, there's some people that do have those issues. But since we're required to play on a team that is so synergistically entwined that it will really take a lot of those walls away. It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, and we're on with John Quatch, an elite pro gamer recruited to help launch and play for Grandview University's new esports program. Now, John, let's talk about the thorny issue of how girls are treated in gaming. One of the biggest criticisms in the competitive PC gaming community has been the issue of gender intolerance. It's an intractable issue that has burned almost anyone that would dare raise the subject. Now, obviously, you don't speak for the entire gaming community, but in terms of colleges and universities with esports teams, do you think they have a role to play when it comes to inclusiveness and acceptance of competitive female gamers? Because I do. I think that any college or even esports team it should be and uh, should be accepting and including towards female gamers. For our college specifically, it's I don't think it's as much of a problem. 
because we are focused on whatever will give us the most success. Specifically, I actually had a female player that wanted to play for our team, and I was initially looking at bringing her as one of our starting players for our varsity roster. Sadly, one of her uh, personal problems with her family stopped her from coming, but I think that as long as it is the appropriate choice for a team, that they should go with a person, whether or not they're male or female. Now, I think that also should mean that schools don't specifically pick female gamers just to include them. However, I think they shouldn't specifically deny someone because of their gender. Okay, John. So just before we close out our interview to you on SPL, we like to go through our rapid fire session with each guest. This is where we ask short questions looking to elicit quick answers and fun facts. Are you ready? Yes. Favorite PC game? League of Legends. Favorite console game? Super Smash Brothers. Would you rather watch live or online? Live. Best pro league? LCS. Best pro competition or tournament? World Championships. Best first person shooter title? Halo versus Call of Duty. I think the best one's on PC and it's Overwatch. Best gamer asset? Quick hands, quick eye, or quick thinking? Quick thinking. Best gaming platform? PC versus console. Definitely PC. And finally, John, for that high school student out there looking to follow in your footsteps and become a collegiate esports athlete, what advice would you give them? I think for the end games aspect to work really hard and to try as much as you can to work on your flaws and keep focus on what you're doing wrong, not as much about the what someone else is doing wrong or how it may affect you. And also for the outer gain aspect to try and communicate to your family and to the people that are close to you to try and help them support you and understand what you're trying to do. Thank you, John, for coming into the studio. It was a fascinating interview. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy helping people understand more about esports. Once again, a big shout out to John Quatch for dropping by the studio. And of course, thanks to all of you for tuning in. I hope you learned a lot. I sure did. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Sports Prep Live.